Hello, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Empire Rights Back, the podcast. I'm John Franklin, co-site expert with this guy to my left. His name is Sean Dyer, and you know, we've been doing some different segments week in and week out, but this one is arguably the biggest segment we've had ever uh, in terms of doing a podcast. We are bringing in experts from sites all across the nation. It's the trade deadline special of Empire Rights Back, and we're happy to bring you in with us. Sean, are you excited? I'm excited, John. All right, awesome. We got a few guys on the conference call here, and the trade deadline is obviously one of the biggest times in baseball. We all know it. It's coming up. July 31st is right around the corner, but what better to do than... I can't, I can't talk about everybody in the league. I don't know everything about everyone. You don't know about everything about everyone, but that's why side has got experts everywhere. So we're going to bring in guys from all over the map, and we're going to get this thing going. And, you know, Sean, uh, the, a, big, a big guy getting a lot of headlines, a lot of trade talk himself has been Sonny Gray out in Oakland. People think he could end up anywhere from New York, maybe Houston, Chicago. There's a lot of discussion going on about this guy. He's a very talented pitcher. Uh, first, first off, just with you because you're right next to me. Yankees looking at him; they might like a starter in this guy, Sonny Gray. What do you got? Yeah, definitely the big name uh, on the market. 27 year old righty. He's got the rest of this year plus two more years of arbitration, uh, so he'll be under team control for two and a half years. Uh, definitely real talented pitcher, ace type uh, of uh, an arm. And yeah, the Yankees are believed to now have kind of moved into the be the front runner. Uh, but he's going to be expensive uh, because of all that, that team control that I mentioned. And he's, he's pitching right now better than he has uh, in a while. And he's healthy, which is a big thing for him. So uh, I know we got guys from Houston and Chicago that are ready to uh, have a little bidding war. Yeah, let's, let's bring him in. So Cody from uh, Houston, how are we doing, big guy? Biggest detriment to Houston. Jeff Mills down the record the last couple of days of saying, you know, 
pitching may not be their top priority now. Uh, they're very, they don't want to over, they don't want to give up too much in a trade for a starting pitcher. And, uh, yeah, but it's kind of curious to see what happens. But, you know, it appears that the Yankees may have the inside uh, edge on the Astros in that regard. Yeah, you know, Cody, it's, it's awesome to hear uh, such insight from, you know, a Houston fan in and of yourself. And we wouldn't be able to give the same. And we appreciate you being here. And we're going to bring in. Jacob from Cubby's Crib. Jacob, why don't you give us a little reason why maybe the Cubs could find them themselves going after a guy like Sonny Gray coming up on this deadline? Well, I think the Sonny Gray conversation in Chicago has changed a lot in the last two weeks. Uh, but pre-Jose Quintana, uh, I think the Gray was a top target. He was definitely kind of like with fans of Houston. He was on everyone's wish list. He's young. He can be an ace. He's got plenty of control left. Um, But honestly, after the Cubs went out, added Quintana from the White Sox, they gave up a lot to do with their two top prospects in uh, Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez. And honestly, I I really don't see the Cubs making a play for Gray, too. Uh, The all-star break, Cubs rotation, and the ERA around, I think, right above two. Nick Arrieta has been lights out. Kyle Hendricks is back off the DL. Kana's been solid in his two starts. Uh, I've, uh, actually, we just had a post go live uh, earlier today at Cubby's Crib breaking down how Sonny Gray going to the Yankees is a good thing for the Cubs, uh, most notably because it keeps him from dark horse teams like Milwaukee who are still flirting with uh, the top of the NL Central. Well, all right, Jacob, that's... A very interesting take. I loved. I loved hearing that. Down. Would you say then that the Cubs are completely out of any conversation with Gray, or do you think there's still a chance that he could end up in Chicago at some point? I would say it's a very slim chance. I think the Cubs have more pressing needs. They're focusing on a backup catcher. There's been four or five names thrown around in the last couple of weeks, uh, and probably bullpen help is more of a priority right now than another starting pitcher. I think they will definitely address the rotation in the offseason. Uh, they might get a back-end starter, but I don't think they're going to go after Grant. Gotcha, gotcha. So bring Cody back in. Cody, if you're the Astros right now and you're looking at, you know, the Yankees might be a front-runner for Sonny Gray, what's the price you're willing to give up right now in order to bring him in and get him in a Houston uniform? Well, if I were in the front office of shoes, it would probably... I'd probably make an offer center around either one, Kyle Tucker, or two, Boris uh, uh, Whitley. Those are the two top prospects in the Astros system. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Billy Bean stated uh, 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 in the past couple of days that uh, they're actually uh, preferring a, a young outfielder in any return for Sunny Gray. So that, means, that would appear Kyle Tucker may be the one to target there. Or even uh, Derek Fisher, who's looked at the uh, Astros. Uh, number four overall prospect. So one of those two guys, uh, it, it, it'd be fair around a young outfielder, and you may have to throw in some interesting arms. One name I keep hearing uh, around is uh, a right-hander, uh, right-handed pitcher, uh, Hector Perez. He's uh side chest. He was, uh, he's in the Astros' uh, high A uh, club with the uh, Bowie's Creek, I believe. And uh, just, uh, I believe that would be kind of a package. It would be a deep prize, you know, it would take a couple, probably two or three top 
15 top 20 prospect to get a deal done. Uh, when you look at a trade similar to what the Cubs did for Jose Quintana a couple weeks back, it, it'd be a it'd be a steep prize, but uh, but that'd probably be where the Astros if they if they truly desire Sonny Gray, that that'd be where they need to start at. So, coming off of what you just said there, Cody, that great insight, unbelievable, Sean. As a guy coming from the Yankees, you hear that that price on the table that Cody kind of just put out there. What are you What are you saying as as a Yankees guy? How are you going to try to go out and get a guy like Gray at that point? Well, I agree with Cody 100 percent that it's going to be take a similar package to what the Cubs got for Quintana. For I think it'll be probably four prospects like the White Sox gave up two big name guys and maybe two lesser big name guys but with upside. Uh, and he also mentioned how Billy Bean is looking for a young outfielder to be the, the center of that package. So in terms of the Yankees, if you're looking at outfield prospects, Clint Frazier's, I believe, untouchable, as I think he should be because of how he's played so far in the big leagues. And then you have Blake Rutherford with our second-best outfield prospect. He just got shipped uh, to the White Sox in the Robertson-Frazier-Canley deal. So I think then you're looking to center deal around either Estevan Florial uh, who's 19 years old, playing in high A, uh, just was just in the MLB Futures game, or Jorge Mateo, who is in double A, naturally a shortstop, but ton of speed, 80-grade uh, speed, uh, and he's been transitioning to the outfield, and a lot of scouts see his future as a center fielder. So I think one of those two is probably your headliner. Uh, and then, yeah, you got to throw in, definitely got to throw in an arm. I think maybe uh, a Domingo Acevedo, who touches triple digits consistently, tops out at 103. Also was in the MLB Futures game. Uh, he's also in double-A. So I think if you set it around one of those two young outfielders and then a big arm, then you add maybe a couple more upside arms down down the ladder, like a, uh, a Zach Littell or something like that, uh, who's also a double-A pitcher. Double-A, the Trenton Thunder roster's got a lot of uh, top, pro- a lot of high upside prospects. Uh, the Yankees have a real deep farm system, so a lot of the top guys are in Scranton triple-A and kind of blocking these guys in double-A from moving up. But they're very talented uh, double-A roster that could be moved for Sonny Gray. Um, yeah, I think the Astros and the Yankees both have both have the prospect talent to get a Gray if they wanted them. Um, I think the Yankees definitely have the biggest need for a guy like Sonny Gray out of these teams, including Chicago. Like uh, we mentioned, Chicago doesn't really need him. And I think the Astros getting a Sonny Gray this year would be similar to the Cubs getting Chapman last year, where both teams at this point, you knew the Cubs were making the playoffs last year. That was pretty much a lock at the deadline. Astros are going to make the playoffs this year, hugely in the AOS. So the Chapman move last year was to get them, was really focused on the playoffs and what can get them through the playoffs into the World Series. Obviously worked out for them. They got their first ring in 108 years. And I think the Astros getting Sonny would be similar. They don't need him to get to the playoffs. They may not even need him to get through the playoffs, but getting him would certainly make the playoffs a much easier road. But the Yankees, I think, are the team that need him to do any type of damage in the playoffs. They can get there without him, most likely, with the rotation they have. But in order to make any noise come October, they need a guy like Gray. So I think I think if, if Gray gets moved, it's going to be the Yanks because the Astros, uh, like Cody mentioned, not willing to get – I don't think he needs to give up a ton because he's not really a necessary move. They, may, they could get uh, back into the rotation help or bullpen help or something like that where the Yankees, I think, would be more motivated to go and get a guy like Gray and be willing to sacrifice some of their prospects because of the team control and that he wouldn't be just this year. You have him now as you're in your rotation in the future moving forward uh, to pair with Luis Severino. 
So I think uh, if anybody's going to get Gray, I think the Yankees would probably be able to uh, outbid them. Uh, so I think, yeah, that, that would be where I would stand with the Yanks in terms of Sonny Gray. Now, guys, that was a great start. Great insight on starting pitching. We, lo- we loved hearing uh, such great stuff from our analysts. Now we're going to move from the starting spot to the bullpen. One guy that's gotten a, a few trade talks is Addison Reed of the New York Mets. And we got Rick here to talk all things New York Mets. And, Rick, you see a guy like Addison Reed, you're trying to, you're trying to shell him off and get the best deal for it. In your mind, what's the best situation giving up a guy like Addison Reed? Well, I, I think the problem with the Mets trading Addison Reed is that there are a dozen Addison Reeds on the market right now. Uh, there are a slew of relievers that are available from Baltimore, Zach Britton, uh, Detroit's Justin Wilson. So that's going to lower his trade value. And the Mets, this is a team that is looking to retool and tend in 2018. They're not looking to rebuild. So getting a boatload of prospects like the Phillies did yesterday uh, for Pat Neshek, that doesn't really help the Mets. They need impact players that can help them next year. And I'm not sure that there's a team out there, maybe the Dodgers uh, is one that jumps to mind, that can provide them with that kind of a package for a guy like Reed who is extremely valuable. He can fill any role in the bullpen. Uh, He's proven that he can handle uh, the pressure of pitching in a big city. it's going to be interesting to see what they do. If I'm the Mets, I, I, would, I might actually hold on to them. Mm. Now, Rick, it's, it's cool that you brought up the Dodgers because we actually have Anthony calling in to talk all things Dodgers. And, Anthony, you heard uh, the Dodgers thrown out there the way Rick said it, that they might be the premier team that would give the right thing to get Reed. What do you think the Dodgers are willing to give up at that point in order to bring in a guy like Addison Reed? has been coming up for the Dodgers looking into Justin Wilson from the Tigers, Brad Hand from the Padres, and uh, just recently Addison Reed started coming up, and he's, he's not going to cost as much as the other guys because he's coming into a season, uh, he's coming into next season, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. So he's not going to be a big haul for the Mets, but uh, they are looking to retool for next year. So if the Dodgers were to give something up, it would be something probably in their triple a system um i know that's what the mets are looking for the dodgers don't have a glaring need for a reliever right now but adding something like addison russell would really help uh as everybody knows the dodgers are doing great this year and they're just looking for that one piece to push them through to hopefully their first world series title since 1988 right all right and you know another team that comes to mind when we talk addison reed Boston Red Sox, and we've got Daniel from Bo Sox. Daniel, do you think there's a, a necessary situation where Addison Reed ends up being a Red Sox, or do you think this is going to be more of the Mets and Dodgers talking back and forth and Boston floating in the background? Yeah, I mean, compared to the Dodgers, the Red Sox definitely have a larger need for Addison Reed right now. They don't really have any thinning guy out of Kimbrough. I mean, yeah, they're third in the American League in Boston ERA, right? but that's very top-heavy. They don't have any thinning guy without Joe Kelly. He's going to disable us right now. So there's 100% need there. Um, if you want to talk about valuing Addison Reed, I think that the return that Nishat got is a good benchmark. You can even look to what the Red Sox gave up for Eduardo Nunez the other day. They're looking at maybe a mid, mid-level prospect, a guy in the 20 to 25 range, and plus a throw-in to see what comes to that. So, yeah, I mean, the Red Sox, they should be in on Addison Reed. They're obviously a ton of relievers on the mark right now that will drive value down. 
the Red Sox are engaged in as well, but if they don't add something to the bullpen, they're kind of giving up on the season at this point. So, Rick, you're hearing uh, these two deals come at you, Dodgers, uh, with some prospects, Red Sox prospects. You're looking at two. At that point, do you think that you're going to wash and not even go after uh, either of those two deals, or do you think one of those deals is enticing enough to bite? Gotcha. I don't necessarily think that's the right move to make, but I think that's what he's going to do. Gotcha, gotcha. And there have also been very minimal rumors about maybe Chicago diving in on Reed conversations. Jacob, do you have anything to add to the conversation as far as Addison Reed goes? Yeah, I think in, uh, like one of the other guys mentioned, I think there's just uh, an overabundance of Addison Reed-esque relievers out there right now. I think it's far more likely... The Cubs hook up with Detroit on a Justin Wilson, Alex Vila type package. Um, I think that addresses more needs. I think Wilson would fit better in Chicago for what the Cubs need in their pen. Um, because, kind of like the Dodgers, the Cubs don't need another reliever. It's more of a it's nice to have type of move. Um, Hector Rondon, Pedro Stroke, Carl Edwards Jr. are all perfectly capable of being top notch relievers. It just comes down to consistency, and I think someone like uh, Wilson, paired with a veteran catcher, which obviously addresses the Cubs' backup catcher needs, I just think that makes more sense. Now, Jacob, while we still have it here on the horn, do you think Rene Rivera, while we're still talking Mets stuff, do you think Rene Rivera is a possibility to to bring in from the Mets at that point? Yeah, I, I definitely think he fits what the Cubs are looking for. I mean, the, the simple truth is that they don't want somebody that's going to be chomping at the bit to play four or five days a week. Wilson Contreras is the Cubs starting catcher. He's the catcher of the future. He has been on fire since they uh, designated Miguel Montero for assignment. He's batting in the cleanup spot. He's got one of the best arms behind the plate in the league. This is his pitching staff. But a guy like Rivera would slide it nicely. He's he's, like you said, he's played in a big city before. That's always something you have to worry about. It's really just a role player piece that the Cubs are looking for uh, behind the plate, and somebody like Rivera could end up being that piece. Gotcha. And, you know, Rick, we're going to bring you back in here. We're talking about possible deals with Addison Reed, but, you know, you're hearing all these possible options, and you kind of think to yourself, is there is there a market out there for the Mets more with Reed or maybe for a guy like Lucas Duda where the Yankees just across the way are looking for a first baseman and Duda's name has been shopping around a little bit. You're you're the Mets. What sort of deal are you trying to make to see Lucas Duda in a different uniform? I think in any deal with the Mets, whether we're talking Duda or Reed or whatnot, I, I think if, if we're looking at specific positions that the Mets are going to try and target, uh, third base is one of them. So if you want to talk Duda to the Yankees, uh, it's not going to be a deal that I think Yankees fans would be interested in making but you take Duda and, I don't know, another piece, and you send them to the Bronx for Miguel Andahar. Mm. Okay. Sean, you're the Yankees guy here. Do you think that that's a, a viable option for the Yankees to make that move? I think maybe a couple weeks ago that would have made sense, but I think after the acquisition of Todd Frazier, uh, sliding heavily over from third to first, first base isn't as big of a hole as it was. 
uh, because you had third base was iffy with Headley and first base was just terrible. Now you have hopefully uh, Frazier's hit a home run the other day, so hopefully he'll pick it up. And now you, hopefully you have third base solved, and now first base is average. But you don't have a glaring hole like you did a couple weeks ago. Uh, Andrew Hart, uh, I, I like Andrew Hart when he came up. Uh, he had one game. He was three for four with four RBIs in his debut. Uh, they questioned his defensive uh, capabilities at third, but he kick and hit. And maybe he doesn't have a future uh, in the Bronx because the hope is that Castro and Didi are the middle of the field for the future. And Glaber Torres, when he's healthy, will play third base. So, yeah, maybe you don't have a, a real future spot for Andujar, and maybe you send him over to Queens. But I think for me personally, I think that's a little bit of a steep price for a rental first baseman like Duda uh, because he's a top ten prospect. Uh, I, there's Maybe there's, there's younger. Uh, we have a uh, prospect, Dermis Garcia, he's a third baseman. Much younger, he would take uh, a little longer to get to uh, the major leagues for the Mets which I know is not what they're looking for. They're looking, as as uh, Rick said, retool, not rebuild, so he wants more immediate pieces. Uh, but that's a little steep for me. I would think, I would offer the Yankees have, after, like I said, the White Sox trade, they really bolstered their bullpen for the next year at least. So I think the Yankees have some uh, minor league bullpen arms that could, uh, that could be of interest to the Mets because the Mets know that their bullpen has been, it's been better this year than in years past, but they've still are kind of looking for that solidified, complete bullpen to help out with this rotation. Because if you're retooling, you're keeping this rotation, and when healthy, the starter should be set. But you need uh, a bullpen to be able to hold those leads down. And I think the Yankees have some uh, bullpen options in the minor leagues, like a Jonathan Holder or a Ben Heller or a Brian Mitchell or uh, Giovanni Gallegos. There's bullpen pieces that I think you could send uh, the Mets away for a Duda that would help out both teams. Obviously, the Yankees would get their first baseman for this the rest of the season, and the rental uh, option leaves um, leaves way for Greg Bird in the future. Uh, but I, I don't know if I would give up and do hard. But I think lower lower level uh, prospects would be the deal for me. So now, Rick, while we're we're still talking Mets stuff, and you know we're talking about that market, there's been a little bit of talk about. Maybe Jacob DeGrom going someplace. Do you think that that's a realistic option, or do you think that that's just blowing smoke in the water? Because like you said, this is a retool, not a rebuild. I don't think you can ever say never, uh, but it would take a tremendous package to get DeGrom out of Queens. And Houston could certainly do it. They've got the pieces to pull it off. Uh, But again, they're not going to like the asking price because it starts with Alex Bregman. Yeah, there you go. Bregman is the big name in that deal, and we're going to bring Cody back in because, Rick, you just name-dropped in Houston, and Cody, we still got you here. So, Cody, do you think it's possible that Houston is willing to give up a guy like Bregman and try to bring in a guy like DeGrom and maybe add, sprinkle in a few more pieces? What do you think the deal would be like there? Uh, yeah, uh, DeGrom said, uh, mentioned around uh, quite a bit in Houston, uh, you know, uh, rather unlikely, but I'm not sure if the Astros, I, I know they think highly of Alex Brightman. If you remember from this past offseason when they were in discussions with, for possibly Chris Sale or Jose uh, Quintana and, uh, with the White Sox, Brightman was a popular name. Uh, and, uh, and the Astros, they think highly of him. And, they, you know, it would take a pitcher like, you know, probably a pitcher like DeGrom caliber that, to finally play the Astros. But at the end of the day, you know, 
uh, like it's been said, it'd take a massive package for the Mets to part ways with the Grom. Uh, Bregman would be the uh, starting point. You probably have to throw in a few other names, like I imagine Forrest uh, Whitley, the Astros' uh, top pitching prospect would be mentioned. Uh, and maybe even a, a young outfielder like a Kyle Tucker or Derek Fisher as well. And uh, it'd just take a massive uh, haul for the Astros to make that happen. And while I, they would. You know, anybody would love to add uh, the Grumpster starting rotation, you know, where the Astros rotation is right now and how highly they think of some of their younger guys. I, I, it would be, I would be completely shocked if they ever pulled off a deal like that, but at the same time, too, I consider uh, rather highly unlikely at this point in time. So, Cody, do you think that uh, the asking price of Bregman is just astronomical? Do you think that's just out of, out of this world? there was the injury to Carlos Correa what's going to be the biggest effect from that what do you think is going to come of Correa getting hurt You know, to keep things in the great state of Texas, a little little ways away, you Darvish is finding his name in a lot of trade talks. And, you know, one of the teams that uh, are apparently 
maybe making a push for Darvishes are the uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. And Anthony, do you think there's a deal to be made there? What do you what would you think would be the price for a guy like you, Darvish? Who are you giving up if you're the Dodgers? I've been looking pretty deep into you, Darvish, according to a lot of reports. Uh, his no-trade list just came out today, and the Dodgers are not on it. So he could not make the deal to them. And the biggest question is if Texas is going to sell right now. Um, they've been up and down this season. We've heard most reports. They are going to sell. They aren't going to sell. Uh, but like Addison Reed, he is also a rental. And so he wouldn't cost the astronomical price that somebody like Sonny Gray would. So if I'm the Dodgers, I'm not looking up to give – I'm not looking to give up my top, top prospect in Walker Bueller, who has made jumps all across the top prospect list coming off of Tommy John surgery. And Alex Verdugo, who just, had, you guys might know him from his Jose Canseco-esque home run last night. Right. Uh, those are the top two guys in the Dodgers uh, um, league right now. And I'm not giving up anybody like them. Now, if you want to talk Yadier Alvarez, who is their third prospect, he's a young pitcher, just signed out of Cuba. Uh, the Dodgers, I'm not sure if the Dodgers want to give up him either because they passed on Yohan Moncada to get him. Uh, maybe a guy like Willie Calhoun who's hitting the cover off the ball in AAA. Uh, his only question is he has no glove, he has no spot. But in a team like Texas, he would be perfect if he could play that DH role. So I'm giving up probably somebody like Willie Calhoun, um, giving up two prospects in the lower 10 to 15 area. And that should definitely be enough for Darvish because, like I said, he's a rental. And getting that top uh, frontline pitcher for the Dodgers, it might be very important because we don't know what may happen with Clayton Kershaw going forward. I was just going to ask about that. I was just going to ask about the Kershaw injury probably having a big effect on uh, this trade. Do you think that – let's dive a little bit more in depth there. Do you think that the Kershaw injury is going to hold highly over this Darvish deal or do you think it's not going to have that much of an effect on it? You know, any time you get an injury from your best player on the team, it's going to put a little bit of pressure, especially when you're hoping to be world, in the World Series this year. And right now the Dodgers don't have to sweat it out too much. They have a good lead in the NL West. They're, they're looking to be on a pace for a 112-win season, I believe. So the regular season isn't the biggest issue right here. But come postseason time, we need to make sure that Clayton Kershaw is ready. And being able to give him a little bit more time to rest um, would be perfect. I actually just wrote an article about some silver linings for the Clayton Kershaw injury, and one of them was put more pressure on the front office to bring in a U Darvish type, uh, just to have that little one-two punch that hopefully will be able to bring them over the hill and get them to the World Series. I got you. Yeah, no, that's a, a very, very well put. Um, I think another team that's going after Darvish right now is than the New York Yankees, and obviously I think with the Kershaw situation going on in Los Angeles, there might be a little bit more of a push from L.A. to get the rental out of Darvish than the Yankees would want to, but Sean, do you think that realistically that there's a, a market for Darvish in New York? I think so. I, I agree with Anthony uh, in that because Darvish is a rental, he shouldn't cost too much of high prospects, uh, but I do think that the Rangers are going to demand it. Um, I think he mentioned Willie Calhoun. I think that's a good start, but I think they may want uh, Alvarez as well. And I think that may get a deal done with those two. Uh, but I agree that I wouldn't give up those guys if I'm the Dodgers. I wouldn't give up the top guys if I'm the Yankees because he's a rental. I think these 2017 Texas Rangers are so similar to the 2016 New York Yankees in that 
they're sitting in that middle ground of do we try and go for that wild card spot? Do we sell off our our uh, our, our free agents to be? Uh, the Yankees obviously took the route of selling. They got rid of Chapman and uh, Miller, even though he wasn't a free agent, and Beltran and Ivan Nova. And it worked out great for them, as you can see. Now they have this loaded farm system to make moves now. And I think the Rangers, they spent the last couple off season, uh, last couple of trade deadlines going for it, which they thought that was their window, and I, I don't knock them for it. But they really depleted their, what, was, what was a very strong farm system. So I think they should definitely sell, especially you Darvish. If nothing else, just sell you Darvish because he's going to be a free agent. Get what you can for him. But yeah, I wouldn't, in terms of the Yankees, I wouldn't give up. Obviously, Glaber Torres, I don't think he's going anywhere for anybody. Well, Frazier, I don't think is either. I wouldn't give up a Chance Adams. Uh, I wouldn't give up. I don't even know if I would give up an Esteban Floreal for a rental like Darvish. I wouldn't give up Justice Sheffield. Uh, so that there's, there's maybe an Andujar. Uh, I said I wouldn't give him up for an Addison Reed, who's a rental, because I don't think we need a first baseman that much. But I, maybe we do. Or you mean a Lucas Duda? Right, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Did I say Addison Reed? You said Addison Reed, yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't give him up. I wouldn't give Andujar to the Mets for a Duda, because he's a first baseman. I don't think that's a huge need for the Yankees after the Todd Frazier acquisition. But I would give up an Andujar, I think, for a rental pitcher like Darvish. Uh, but yeah, I agree with Anthony that it shouldn't be the top top prospects going to Texas for Darvish. Uh, because of the rental status, I think the only issue for both the Dodgers and the Yankees is that the Rangers aren't going to carry as a rental. They're going to look at his numbers and that he is a top of the uh, top of the rotation kind of pitcher, and they're going to want big time names. Uh, but I also I think for the Yankees, the biggest issue for the Yankees I think is the Kershaw injury because the Dodgers are going to be more motivated. Uh, I mentioned with the Sonny Gray deal how the Yankees needed him more than the Astros and the Cubs. Uh, and they could also use, and Darvish is the same thing, they could definitely use a starter, but I think now that with the Kershaw injury, the Dodgers are going to not panic, but it'll be, have a little more sense of urgency to go and get a guy like Darvish, rental or not, and give up some of their, their top prospects. Because they are more so, this is more so their year. The Yankees are in a bit of a retool, we'll call it. And uh, they, uh, so I don't know if they need... Uh, but yeah, maybe they go get a Darvish, but this isn't supposed to be their year. They were supposed to be looking 2018, 2019, and beyond. So I, I, I don't think they need to go and make that push now, but the Dodgers appear in position to make that playoff push now. So I think they'll be more motivated to go get Darvish, and he'll end up in L.A. And, you know, just to touch on one last guy before we let all of our highly regarded experts go here, um, we are going to talk about Justin Verlander a little bit. Verlander, who has obviously been one of the best pitchers in a, in a long time for baseball is said to be maybe hitting the trade market, uh, possibly finding himself in Chicago, finding himself in Chicago. Uh, do we think that Jacob, there's a move to be made for Verlander to hit Chicago at any point? Well, based on what I've heard, it sounds like the Tigers want to have their cake and want to eat it too. It's like saying I want to work 10 hours a week and make six figures. With Verlander's contract, you are not going to be able to get a deal where a team needs money and gives you blue-chip prospects. And if that's the demand the conversation starts with Detroit, then they can keep paying Justin Verlander for the rest of the deal. Now, if you want to eat money or maybe lower the asking price and allow another team to consume that payroll to free up some money moving forward, then I think you can start having discussions. But I think Theo Epstein and Jed Holmier have worked too hard to build what the Cubs have to start taking on bad contracts and losing what 
what talent depth they still have in the minors. Um, so I don't think Verlander goes to Chicago, at least not with the demands where they currently are. And outside of Verlander, I kind of just wanted to touch on the Dodgers and the Astros. I think they're both in a very similar spot to where the Cubs were a year ago. I mean, with the Dodgers, they're going to win over 100 games. Let Kershaw rest. Do your thing. It's kind of like when the Cubs lost Schwarber in like the fourth game of the year last year. The Cubs didn't panic. They knew they had depth. They knew they had the, the ability to run up a lead in the Central. They did that and they coasted. Schwarber comes back, delivers in the World Series. The rest is history. The Dodgers can do the same thing. But on the same hand, the Cubs knew the opportunity they had last year. They went out and they did what they had to do to bring in a Rolls Chapman, a four-for-one deal with the Yankees. And I think that's the situation. If I was the Dodgers or the Astros, that's kind of how I would look at it, too. Both teams have really good opportunities to make a run at a World Series in 2017, and they've got the depth to pull the trigger on any move they need. So I think if they, if either of those teams really set their eye on somebody, they're going to get what they need because they have the ability to do it, and their time is definitely right now. Gotcha, Jacob. That was very well put. And, you know, while we're touching on that, that fact, why don't we bring in the guys from uh, from L.A.? And Anthony, why don't you touch on that? Do you think that, as Jacob put it, you're going to win over 100 games. It's time to just let Kershaw rest and find your way into the postseason? Yeah, uh, I agree with you 100%, Jacob. Um, like I said, my recent article, I talked about some silver lining, and I really want to get Clayton Kershaw some rest right now. Um, everybody knows his biggest narrative is his performance in the playoffs. And while... It's up to for debate if that's true or not. Uh, there has been an issue. And giving him much-needed rest, especially with that back issue that's come up two times uh, in the last two years, would be perfect. Uh, if the Dodgers are looking to win a World Series, they need to, they need to get somebody. Uh, this team is uh, presently built as perfect as can be. But there's in the previous seasons, you see contenders make a move for somebody. Uh, whether it be our oldest Chapman with the Cubs, uh, Johnny Cueto for the Royals. Um, there's always a move at the deadline by the, by the World Series winner, and that might be something the Dodgers need to do. Justin Verlander may not be that guy uh, because of previous points mentioned with his contract, uh, his decline. But if you take on a, a Justin Wilson and you eat up some of the money for Justin Verlander, that might be a package the Dodgers might be interested in making in order to get them uh, the guys that they need to make that run. Gotcha. And Sean, as a Yankees guy with uh, the apparent AL least uh, competition going on, what do you think the worth is of a move to a guy like Verlander for the Yankees? Well, I agree with Jacob in saying that if the Tigers are going to demand, you take the salary and we want prospects, Verlander will remain in Detroit uh, well past the deadline. Probably, like you said, the remainder of his contract um, but I think the Yankees could definitely use them. I think the one thing the Yankees have, uh, they could maybe offer Jacoby Ellsbury's contract back to Detroit. Uh, they're pretty even. It would be uh, Verlander supposed to make. They're both signed through twenty twenty. Verlander's set to make ten more million dollars than Ellsbury. So I think if maybe the Yankees were to we swap contracts there, the Yankees are taking on an extra ten million dollars, which to the Yankees that's not a problem, especially if you're getting a Verlander who could be in your rotation instead of Ellsbury who's now a glorified pinch runner and is not even in your starting outfield anymore. Um, 
And the, the way Clint Frazier's playing or the Aaron Hicks coming back, the way he was playing before injury, I don't see Ellsbury getting that spot back. Uh, well, at least he shouldn't. I hopefully, hopefully he doesn't. Um, so I think maybe you send him to Detroit, but because we're now sending money back and we're not taking all of Verlander's deal, yeah, maybe you throw in a few prospects. I, again, it wouldn't be the top guys. Uh, maybe just some high upside arms. I've mentioned a few of them. Uh, Freiser Perez, Zach Littell, uh, guys like that uh, that are in like the 15 to 25 range on our prospects. Can you throw one arm like that? Uh, maybe some lower arms that aren't even on the top 30 list, like I mentioned Ben Heller before or Gallegos. But yeah, I think Verlander should definitely be of interest to the Yankees, uh, but only if you can get rid of Ellsbury's contract, because obviously the Yankees have plenty of bad contracts. That they've grown accustomed to doing it, and they have another one in Ellsbury. We don't need another one in Verlander. But I think if you could swap those contracts out, um, anything you get out of Verlander is better than the pinch running you're going to get out of Ellsbury. So I think it's definitely worth looking into. Um, yeah, I think the, the real competition will be Chicago. I think he probably ends up in Chicago. I don't think they give up any prospects. They probably just end up taking the money. Um, but I think that definitely should be of interest to the Yanks. Anything really to get Ellsbury out of here is probably something Cashman will listen to. So, And I, I'd also like Justin Wilson uh, from the Tigers, uh, who the Yankees are apparently interested in. He was a, he was a Yankee uh, just a few years ago. Uh, I don't see the need. After the White Sox trade, the Yankees' bullpen's pretty much solidified. But if they want to throw him in, I would take him uh, as well. So that'll be interesting to see if the Yanks do anything with Detroit. Uh, I think their focus, obviously, is Sonny Gray, but you never know. All right, well, you know, guys, we've got through every name on our list that we wanted to talk about with each of you. Uh, thank you so much for your time. And everybody out there, these are all of our, our counterparts out there. Make sure you go check them out. we got Rick from Elite Sports New York talking everything Mets. We had Dodgers Way. We had Anthony here. We had Cubby's Crib. Uh, Daniel from Bosox Injection was also on the horn. Uh, Cody from Climbing Towels Hill, he was here. Don't forget to follow them all on their social media. Check them out on their websites. They're great. Gentlemen on the horn, uh, you're good to go. Thank you so much for being a part of our trade deadline special. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you, guys. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right, guys, have a good one. All right, folks, that was our trade deadline special with all those guys from Fanside and everywhere. It was our pleasure to bring it to you. Um, Sean, you got anything else to add, my friend? I think that's about, I think that's about it. Real excited for the deadline. Uh, as we mentioned, this upcoming Monday, July 31st, 4 p.m. Eastern time, that's when we'll know what moves have been made and what moves have not. Uh, should be an exciting weekend and last couple hours on Monday. All right, well, folks, there it was. We tried to bring everything we could to you. We were all over the map, literally all over the map, trying to get names from guys everywhere. We hope that you enjoyed our trade deadline special. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Empire Rights Back. We're on Twitter, at Empire Rights Back. Back spelled B-C-K. We are also on Twitter, your co-site experts. I'm at Hey It's Franklin 6 He's at Sean R. Dyer. And you know what? We want to thank, once again, everybody out there that was a part of everything. From Bosox Injection, Daniel. From Cubby's Crib, we had Jacob. From Dodgers Way, Anthony. From Elite Sports New York, we had Rick. And from Climbing Talus Hill, we had Cody. Guys, it was a pleasure bringing it to you. That's our trade deadline special. Let's kick it to the weekend. <laughs>